0: You are listening to the Life After Infidelity podcast, a podcast designed to help women who have been cheated on heal from anger, shame, sadness, and confusion so they can heal, reclaim their power, and live the life of their dreams. You will leave each episode with a heart of comfort knowing you are not alone in your struggle and empowered to make informed decisions about your relationships moving forward. Because whether you choose to leave or stay after infidelity, Both decisions will be hard, and I'm here to help you navigate your heart. All righty. Welcome back, everybody. I hope that y'all have had an amazing, what, month? Has it been a month since we've been together? A month, baby. (laughs) Well, I hope that y'all had an amazing month. you know I'm excited about what we're going to talk about but before we even um jump into it we're just going to just kind of give a brief introduction um of ourselves and so i guess i'll go first didi um my name is Brianna Latrice um I call myself an affair recovery coach. I coach women who have been cheated on, um, helping them remove the shame of their decision to leave or stay, because I believe that both decisions will be hard. And I am here to help you navigate your hard. And um, if you're not familiar with me, just know that my passion work behind life after infidelity came from my personal experience of being cheated on multiple times in my marriage. And so now, I like to look at it as like my give back to the world is to help other women um, learn how to first rebuild that trust within themselves so that they can move on and move out of um, unhealthy relationships. So, yeah, that's me.
1: (laughs) Nice. Nice introduction. So great to spend my Saturday afternoon with you. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. You know, happy there, all that. I know we'll drop after the holidays, but it's so fun to say it as many times as possible. So my name is Dee Fisher, and um, I am a communication consultant. I have a degree in mass comm. And when I, just like uh, Brianna, went through extreme infidelity betrayal, I decided I wanted to give back. So I took everything I knew from communication, and I started coaching under Betrayal Trauma Coach. And you can find me on Instagram under that. And what I did is take my tools of communication to help people talk through or stop the talking about <laughs> what was happening. This is like stop the crazy talking. And I have found in being able to share that with other women that it gives back to me to be able to feel stronger, more satisfied, more supported as a survivor by my clients. So we both feel supported as survivors of betrayal trauma.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And again, you know, if you haven't kind of heard kind of the story, but me and Didi connected probably by like, maybe a year, I want to say like a year and a half ago. Now. Yeah. 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 So um, and then we just kind of clicked from, you know, that first time and we both you'll notice um that we both have different styles and um, I think it just kind of works together and it's a great balance. And um, some of our things that we're really going to be honing in on whenever you see us together is going to be those hot topics of gaslighting and narcissist. And so um, I'm going to let you start us out, Didi, just about like the topic that we're going to talk about, because I think it's fun I'm excited about
1: it. And and what what would you say that topic is? Because I would say that it all falls under how not to respond to the narcissist attacks.
0: Yep. Yep. Cause that's why I told you. I um, was uh, one of the uh, groups that I'm in support groups for infidelity recovery. Um, You know, a gentleman posed the question and he was just like, man, how many of you all have noticed that your your narcissistic partners kind of get you out of character? And, um, you know, I, he thought it was like out of the ordinary, you know, like he didn't realize that that's something that's kind of coming. And I was like, hmm, and it's funny. And, you know, maybe we can even go through some of the comments because I actually just reposted that on my page. And man, the comments went crazy off of that. And oh, so, yeah. so let's
1: talk insane. about it. <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about it. So how I deal with that when I'm working with my clients under BTC, Betrayal Trauma Coach, is that a narcissist's goal is to control the narrative. Uh So, if And how I use that is by using my communication degree. So in PR, you'll hear companies come out and say, I did not dump that water. I did not pollute that water, right? I did not dump that chemical in that water. I did not do this. I did not do that. Well, a narcissist has the same kind of narrative about the partner that they actually are trying to control through narrative. Uh-huh. So the same way you can control that is by not responding. But the problem is, is you get worn down, just like the gentleman in the post, like thinking that that was just him. No, it, that is the goal. The goal is to wear you down, wear you down, wear you down until you actually say or be who they're saying you are. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. maybe you have been that in relationship with them, but your authentic self wouldn't be that with a normal communicator, right? Because narcissism and gaslighting is a whole type of communication unto Uh huh.
0: Because, you know, when you were thinking about that, and I'm even thinking about the comments that people were leaving, and I think I, I was like, let's talk about it, like share your thoughts or share your experiences and... <laughs> So many people were talking about like, man, I'm, I'm embarrassed to like share how they got me out of character. Some people were like, I was almost going to jail behind them and things like that. And I don't even know, like, what's the premise behind narcissists, like trying to get a response out of you when well, they see if, you're not responding.
1: When, if you're out of control, they're in control. Ooh, right? I like that. At, yeah. There's a dialogue. Right. And so my uh-huh. my you know, my expertise is in communication. If you can get somebody arguing your crazy point, they're uh-huh. no longer on their authentic path. There was a great example of this. And I know I don't like to be political, but I did see this on the Republican debate. Uh-huh. When Varyshwamy attacked Nikki, she very uh-huh. clearly, simply said, I will not comment. Like she did not allow him to pull her out of her authentic self. Yeah. And that's yeah. such a perfect response. Mm-hmm. You could say, I will not comment. I'm sorry you're feeling that way. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that's your experience. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I that whole I statement, right? Because then you're in power. But the yeah. minute you try to defend or you know attempt to defend yourself against their narcissistic claims about you, the yeah. only way you can do that is by using a you statement. Mm -hmm. you're not right, you made that up, you're lying. Now, the minute you do that, you're out of your authentic self in their world.
0: Yeah, And that's why you'll
1: see a lot of people in the media will say, I'm not commenting, I'm not commenting, I'm not commenting, because that's not the track they're on, right? Mm -hmm. And it's only Mm -hmm. in extreme circumstances where people are actually proven to be doing the thing that somebody's claiming they did where they actually finally come out and say, "Okay, I did do that." Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's an extreme world example of how that communication tool can work. But in a personal realm, when somebody's attacking you, there's no media out there. There's nobody going to take record of it. But you know when you're not being your authentic self, and you let that person win. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things I like to say is they're assaulting you verbally. And maybe a funny way to remember that you don't want to engage is to remember the first three letters in assault is A-S-S. And so they are that A-S-S. You are yeah. not. And so just let yeah. them be that.
0: Yeah. 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 So it sounds like like what I took from what you just said, because that's really good. I've never heard it said that way though, but it's like really what they're doing too. is like, they're trying to deviate from the truth that you're, you know, like you're wanting to address or something like that. And so then they just try to do something to get you out of character or get you to respond in a particular type of way.
1: Right. Because the minute they have you defending yourself, they're winning. Mm. And I actually think in like the situation, like you and I went through and like people that we both work through went through the really hard part about this is we have to let go of our egos And admit that we were wrong about that person. Really? Yeah. So like, you got to go, you know what? You got to just be so compassionate with yourself and go, I was wrong. I thought you were somebody you weren't. And you are not that person that somewhere in my mind, I still have you as. And Mm so you are not worthy of me engaging in these ludicrous conversations with.
0: That's the thing though, because, okay. I be I be all over the place. Like I will be doing what I want to talk on, Stop but me, it's, tell me it's so hard. <laughs> because the thing is, it's like, um, you know how you you're you're like you're no longer like giving in to their tactics, right? So then right. what they do is they take it up another level because they're seeking a response out of you, yeah, and that's the thing of like. When you're trying to get away, how do you navigate that? And I'm going to let you think on that because I'm excited, Didi, because we have our very first um, sponsor ad, and I'm just going to talk a little bit about this amazing company. Um, And it's just that, did you know that consistent self-care is pivotal to healing from infidelity trauma? Yes, self-care is no longer optional after betrayal. Tell me if this sounds familiar. You are pouring all of your energy into everyone else. You are suffering from betrayal trauma symptoms and are short-tempered and burnt out. Everything feels overwhelming and chaotic. You have no energy or time to shop and plan self-care into your daily life. That's how many women are struggling right now. This is where the Heartbreak Box, a monthly self-care subscription comes to you. They ship luxury, curated, self-nourishing items and gifts to your door every month. There are three plans to choose from, in addition to the box, they also offer an exclusive member portal with supportive resources, insightful guides, and journal prompts to help you navigate betrayal trauma. Their premium subscription includes a monthly planner that's specifically tailored to help betrayal survivors reduce mental load, give encouragement, and create order and organization. Embrace the luxury and care you truly deserve with the Heartbreak Box. Secure your subscription before the 15th of each month to get the upcoming box. Spaces are limited. Yours is waiting. Visit heartbreakbox.com today. And I just want to say I have gotten my subscription for the past two months and those boxes are amazing. So I just want to challenge you women to definitely like learn how to love on yourselves. And yeah, go check out the Heartbreak Box. And you can also find them on Instagram at the Heartbreak Box as well.
1: That is so great. I love that. That is the best idea because you'll be in so much trauma and so much overwhelm and taking care of you and the kids and other people and attempting to you know, play racquetball or tennis with this narcissist, right? With your betrayer Uh and taking (laughs) care of you. It isn't until the TV's off, the kids are in bed, work is done that you're like, oh yeah, what about me? Yeah. So having that box right there, you just go to it and it's like, Ooh, what's my treat today, right? I love that. Yes. That is, yes. just idea. ship
0: to your door, you know, and you have to you even know, have to think about it. So yes, everybody go out get your heartbreak box for sure. Oh,
1: but yeah, you know, DD so
0: Back to what we were talking about because that question of um I think a lot of people get caught up in this too of like they're trying to leave um and we're we're starting to like not feed into um their behaviors to get an arousal, but then They turn it up a notch because they know what to do to entice us. They know what to say to trigger us. And so like, how do we people who are actually trying to get out of those toxic relationships, but those narcissistic partners keep pulling them back in. They send lies to your closest family and friends and try to deceive them to make it look like you're the bad person. Like, how do you navigate that?
1: Are you asking me personally, or the advice I give, or both? It's one and the same. Hey, whatever you want to give, whatever your heart, what
0: whatever you think the people need, let's say that, because they're in it right now.
1: Yeah, you have to go. No communication. Mm. What about with children? That makes it hard. Well, they can go get in the car and they can come back. And my rule is everything in writing. Yeah, because here's the deal: if everything in writing. The next time somebody, one of those people that they're trying to manipulate onto the, let's call it their side, says Uh something to you, all you have to do is say, well, wait just a minute. Let me have your email. And then you just email that document. I don't want to talk about it, but here, you're free to actually read what happened and decide for yourself, right? But the minute you have it all in writing, you can take yourself out of it, Uh right? Right. And then Mm -hmm. in that writing, you have to make sure that you're just staying on point and on topic. Yes, you can pick up the kids. Thank you for the child support. No, I don't agree with you. I prefer not to talk about that. And pretend as if, right? Imagine when you're writing to this person by email or text that other people are gonna see it. Yeah. Or your children are going to see it. Yeah. What do you want them to see? That was the trick Mm -hmm. I used with myself and i can say it mm-hmm. worked really well and i went as mm-hmm. far as actually requesting the lawyers let him know that it had my communication had to be by email only okay okay and it, and i have people who have thanked me for doing that
0: because mm-hmm.
1: when the when the pr you know was on to make me look bad what i could do they knew they could come to me and just say what really happened? Do you have it in writing? A hundred percent. Let me just send that Uh to you. And then I'm not Uh even in conversation. There's no, like he said, she said stuff going on. Just like, here it is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Did you know, like, are you familiar with the apps that are out there too? Cause I just realized that there are apps like that now. No, like what, Telegraph
1: or something like, like
0: that? Um, like where, like what you're saying um, when you're dealing with partners like that, that are very narcissistic. So like if it's like, you know, you're going through a divorce or something, like you can just go, there's just a port, like an app. And that's where all the communication goes through. So then like if anything happens, you have to take it to court the lawyers can just kind of pull the transcripts from that app. And I was like, man, the fact that people have created apps lets me know there's some people this out real. here that are super toxic.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is real. No, that isn't a great app. I think that is amazing. You yeah. should definitely uh, let people know about that because it's much easier. Yeah. I got to
0: figure out the name of it, but I was, yeah, I was talking to somebody and I think that um, they actually use the, the app with their um, p- partner that they're divorced from. And nice. I was like, so, dang,
1: that's crazy. What I've done or what I suggest clients do is always email at the end of your day, make sure it's from your laptop and then create a file so that if you okay. have to send it to a lawyer, then you just have the little file in your mail server, right? Called mm-hmm. X and then all that mm-hmm. stuff is in there. And then that box can easily be searched. If so and such and such topic comes up, you just go to the search bar and find it and then you don't have to send your lawyer the whole file. So that he charges you a lot. You just send that one email. No, actually, this mm-hmm. is what happened. Yeah. 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 But you know, having some, an app is so amazing. I didn't know that that existed. Yeah. That app. Yeah, it
0: would be great. But essentially, it's like even what you're saying, like of the emails and, you know, something I want to talk about that I think is going to be a great tool for people who are listening to this episode is... um How to navigate it, like with their loved ones and stuff, because we've already talked about that. Um, how the the, you know, like the narcissist will try to taint your image to your family, to your friends, and things like that. And, um, like even for counselors, like with counselors, we talk about that too of like, okay, if you're working with somebody who appears to be a narcissist, like, like you said, having things in writing, um if the narcissistic partner shows up before the other person shows up to therapy, because they will do that. They will try to show up to therapy first or they'll reach out to the therapist and try to make that person look crazy. But you never, as a, th- you know, like anybody. So like, what I'm saying is like, if there's a third party that, you know, your narcissistic partner is reaching out to, um, they need to be able to first hear both sides, but at least having it for a therapist, like that person has to, be there like all parties have to be present before the communication starts but when we talk about what you said of cutting off that communication this emailing system is another way around that and so i know you've kind of had experience with that of like how do you do that with um your family and friends just in case they're trying to make you out to be crazy to your loved ones
1: yeah i i actually send the emails like you forward the emails Absolutely. Oh, or, wow. Or, or cut and paste the text or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. I am. Okay. not. I, I just I have a really hard boundary. I am not having that conversation. Like yeah. I'm not playing the he said, she said game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, and how many times have you seen the Instagram post that says what other people think or feel or say about you is not actually your business? Yeah, that's right. True. You, you cannot go change the world. Mm -hmm. you cannot pick Mm -hmm. up the phone and call everybody and for me this is what i think if somebody knows like so if people know why you brianna got divorced Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. they want to still believe in that person you know your ex Mm -hmm. well that's shame on them like Mm -hmm. they know that that person is capable of extreme lying and then they want to be in a relationship with somebody who does extreme lying yeah that's on them. Yeah, yeah. And then my yeah, and my other thought is like, how powerful are you if people are talking about you? I'm <laughs> That's I'm true. I'm the center of topic. I must be some kind of powerful. That's true. Right. That's like, true. Like how powerful am I? I made you do that. I I made you do mm-hmm. that. No. Here's the deal. Mm-hmm. How weak are you mm-hmm. that you couldn't do whatever it is you wanted to change your life? That you yeah. have to lie cheat steal betray whatever it was and then blame it on somebody else that's just weak <laughs> <laughs> you know i hate when you do that
0: <laughs> what it's just
1: weak when you tell the truth <laughs> It doesn't. you know i can't do it any other way bill clinton did not get on tv and say hillary made me do it it was hillary's fault she made me no it got right down to it I had sex with that woman. Done. Right? Why? Because he had a really great PR team. No, no. Even if he said or felt or thought that, no, no, nobody buying that. Right? So-and-so made me do it. Please. Yeah. Right? But you know what?
0: So something that you make me think too is another thing though, is that they are so um, deceptive. And so part of the reason why some people will choose to believe my ex over me is because he deceives people into making them think that he's actually this kind and compassionate person. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so even in, in even in that lens of like how do you even get around that or what do you do? You know because th- do they well let me ask this question. Do they really care? What other people think about them, which is why they put on that facade that they're like this amazing person, but behind doors, they're monsters to people that are closest to them.
1: In my opinion, um, anybody who can't be straight up honest about who they actually are in life is actually very insecure. I would agree. That's my personal belief. Like, If you can't just stand up in a room and say, this is who I am, this is what I'm doing, this is what I've done, this is who I am. That's on that's on that person, like the insecurity. But mm-hmm. we don't, in the world, we don't go out and talk about this. We don't say yeah. or teach our kids. People mm-hmm. who blame other people for their behavior are manipulating you, and mm-hmm. they are insecure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And so, you yep. know, be- believing that karma comes around just might not be in the timeline you want it. That yeah. People people don't change. So people who stay in relationship with say your ex will mm-hmm. find out eventually
0: mm-hmm.
1: because people don't change.
0: Yeah, you
1: know. Yeah, yeah. It's really hard to change. You got to be hugely committed to it. Mm-hmm. But I do think one of the hardest things in the world is to not care what other people are saying about you.
0: It is hard. It's, it's very hard. I, you know, it's funny because like. But you have to get there like you have to get to a space where you don't care what people say, because I guess I think of a story like when I started to um, come out about life after infidelity, you know, I was really it took me a while to come out because I was like, well, I don't want my ex. to. You know, I don't know what he's going to say. I don't know what his family is going to say. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. And then uh, one of my friends who's a therapist, she was like, oh, okay, so you're holding back on your dreams because of your partner. And so, oh, so you're still letting him control you even though y'all not married. And then I was like, really? That's how you do it? But you're right. Like we have to get out of that space of not caring what other people, especially when we're dealing with people who are manipulative and things like that.
1: Right. You are only responsible for yourself. Be kind, Mm -hmm. be compassionate, be in integrity. You know, do no harm. There's a saying uh-huh. from AA do no harm, but take no shit. And one of my girlfriends gave me like that in an eight and a half by 11, you know, when I was going through my betrayal. Uh-huh. And she's like, look, this is the deal. You can, you know, take no shit, but be really strong. Yeah. But I, I promise you, I hit my knees and think and ask God to just take it, right? Like, just yeah. take it. I cannot carry this. This is too yeah. big. Just give uh-huh. me the strength to not respond to this.
0: Yeah. You know, because you
1: want to pick up your phone and be like.
0: <laughs> All the time.
1: <laughs> you know, and especially when they it's hit that so text message. Yeah. No, it, and it will happen. People will come to you and go, why are you doing this? And uh-huh. then you can just, and that happened to me. And I could just be like, um, I didn't do that. Yeah. And do you know why I got divorced? Uh-huh. And then they were like, well, they said this. And I said, well, that's actually not the truth. Here's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't, I didn't go looking for it. I
0: mm-hmm. was simply
1: asked. But mm-hmm. when that moment appears, you got to be sure that it's an I statement. You don't do what they've been doing, right? And blame them. You just simply yeah. said, this is what happened. And this is the choice I made. I chose to stay. I chose to leave. I chose to get separated. I'm choosing, yep. I'm choosing divorce and be solid in your situation. Mm-hmm. Right mm-hmm yeah mm-hmm. and it's hard you said okay it is hard and uh-huh.
0: that's why i want you to kind of elaborate on this i want you to elaborate on that statement that you made do no harm but take no shit like how do you actually do that
1: <laughs> well i i i believe for me what's worked is the written communication and the i statements mm-hmm and uh-huh. when I'm asked directly for something that I yeah. don't have in writing or can't contribute in writing, that I talk about uh-huh. me.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, the, right, just simple. The betrayal was too much and I chose divorce. There's really nothing to say. Right? There's no more to say. That's it. Right? Yes. Yes. yes.
0: I'm like, I don't know if you saw me, but I'm like, I love that. And, you know, I think that's so great. Like, that's what's so dope about you and I is because sometimes I'm always like, well, I just feel and I just want to, you know, and then you're like, no, scratch that. It's just facts, (laughs) facts, facts, facts. (laughs) Well, you know, but that but that that's how you have to handle people like
1: that, though. Yeah, well, it's not something women are taught. Mm-hmm. That's true. Correct, concise, bottom line communication. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell mm-hmm. a story about my dad. I love my dad so much. So I worked for mm-hmm. my dad as a kid and his gas station. And I was working behind okay. the register when I was in high school. I work a 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. shift every day during the summer, right? Then I go play with my friends. So this guy from California comes in to pay for his gas, and there's a four cents off per discount if he pays cash. So he slides me a 20. And I say, oh, well, it's this much. And he says, which was less than what the pump bread. And I said, well, yeah, because you get 4 cents off per gallon. And he wanted to argue with me. Are you ready for this? Argue with me and pay more money? So about that, I mean, it makes no sense, right? Like yeah. he even started in with you stupid country girl, right? Cause I grew up in the middle of Idaho. My dad happened to walk into the convenience store about that time, just walked around and just tapped me on the shoulder. And then I just took the guy's money because I knew what that meant. That meant just take his money. So I took his money. I put it away. And he actually said to me, "You ain't never gonna see him again. What do you care what he thinks?" Ooh. And it, it's always stuck with me, right? Yeah. But like yeah. Even like okay, you want to pay me more money to be right? Uh-huh. Like it's an extreme uh-huh. example, but in that moment it was like, what do you care? Uh-huh. Because uh-huh. you can't change what he's thinking. Uh-huh. And I I do say I tell people everything I learned about communication I learned in a gas station. I mean, I say that a lot, <laughs> right? I do. But there was some stuff I learned. It's deep, right? But yeah. that lesson was tough. And then I really watched in life, especially going through betrayal. I'm like, I, I cannot fix that. I cannot change that, right? What do they say? What do they say? Didn't cure it. Didn't cause it. Can't cure it didn't cause it, didn't create it. Oh, okay, I've never heard that one before. That comes from AA, the three C's. Okay, okay, gotcha. Say it again. Uh, it didn't cause this, I didn't create it, and I can't cure it.
0: Mm, yeah, you can't cure it, cure it, cure it. And that's what I was thinking too, like, um, you know, sometimes people might ask, I don't know if you ever got this question, but it's like, okay, well, how do you communicate? with a narcissistic partner. And the answer is you can't. Exactly. You'll never be able to. And so it's like going back to what you're saying, keep it factual, keep it concise. And like that's kind of what I what I get from what you were saying with your dad of like, girl, you can't even argue with him. If he wanna pay you more, take it and go. Because Yeah. yeah, like it's it's not worth it to get you all riled up. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like you can't and I think that That's something that I want listeners to really understand is that if you think that you are dealing with someone who, you know, has who who is a narcissist, shall I say, um, and you're looking, trying to figure out ways to communicate with them, you can't. Like, there's no way. You just keep it clear, concise, and factual, honestly. Yeah.
1: Only to the things that you legally have to communicate about Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. money, kids. Division of assets, whatever it is, whatever your situation is, if it's separation, mm-hmm. if it's divorce, if it's a timeout, like whatever you've created. Right. There's going yeah. to be things that you got to do adulting on. Right. You still have yeah. to do adulting. Mm-hmm. Keep it in writing. Keep it simple. Nothing more. Mm-hmm. And, you know,
0: D.D., something I want to ask you that you said, too, was like, um people who kind of behave this way are actually insecure in themselves, which I completely agree. And maybe we can talk about that like in another episode, but my question to you is even for the, for the victim, do you think that the victim also has insecurities, which is why they're allowing that type of treatment um, from the, from their partner?
1: Well, it could be a lot of things. I mean, I did a lot of intensive therapy and learned a lot of things. It can be from uh, a learned behavior from past relationships, whether that's you know family, friends, um, other lovers, whatever it is, right? Uh, girlfriends, mm-hmm. boyfriends, whatever. So you, it's a learned behavior, right? Mm-hmm. That when this certain thing comes at you, you don't say anything, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or you argue it, or you defend yourself, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I don't know so much if it's an insecurity or if it's just a learned behavior. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. But mm-hmm. if there is an insecurity, typically people can see it and they tap into it. Yep.
0: And that's where, you know, that's kind of where I am with that is it's like um, definitely it could be a learned behavior. But and then like you said, too, if, if there's something underlying there, people will tap into that. And um, I asked you that because. I have a client now that I'm working with and uh, um, I was explaining to her, I was like, you know, people, well, we allow people to treat us one step lower than we treat ourselves. And so in the reality is, you know, if we have insecurities that we're like, we're saying consciously or subconsciously, like however we feel internally about ourselves, we're going to allow people to treat us one step lesser than that. And so, like, as we were going through our coaching sessions, um, through a series of questions, because I already knew what, you know, kind of like some of her underlining issues, but I needed her to say them. And, um, you know, she finally confessed, probably like after our third or fourth session, because she was a tough one to break. And, you know, I know you probably experienced that too, where you just have some clients where it's like, Lord, help me get through this, because this is a tough one. (laughs) But she finally, um, like, in our third or fourth session, she finally voiced it out. And she was like, okay. I'm insecure. You know, she was like, I've never really, he's, my husband is my first real serious relationship. The first man that ever showed me any attention, not a lot of men and guys like me when I was younger. So, you know what I'm saying? And then I was like, and then he fed off of that because he knew that, you know, and he knows that you're not going anywhere because you have these insecurities or you have this unhealthy attachment style that's connected to him. And so, you know, it's, um, But basically at the end of the day, I was just telling her too of like, um, you have to learn how to love yourself so much that anybody else that comes into your life moving forward, it's a bonus. Like when a man tells you that you're beautiful, it's a bonus because you tell yourself you're beautiful every day. If somebody tells you, man, I think that um, you're a great woman, well, it's a bonus because you know that you're beautiful because you tell yourself you're beautiful every day. But essentially what she realizes is that subconsciously she's been saying these negative things to herself and she even said that she was like man it felt so good to finally get that out and so much so that in our session this week she was talking about how her husband called her and this is the first time that she did not answer the phone and that that's a win right and you know, Total I was just asking her, like, okay, well, what what makes you think that? You know, what gave you the strength this time? And like she said, she's like, I'm coming into acceptance of who I am, and I'm learning how to see me and love me and take my power back and my voice back. So I know that's like a long ramble, but essentially, what I want to say is like, you also have to be careful because you know, people will feed off of your your insecurities, or people will feed off of the things that you're not strong in. And because they know that that will keep you around, if that makes sense,
1: right? Well, and there's some spiritual uh, teachings that say you draw the person into you to heal whatever needs to be healed, Mm -hmm. and then once you heal it, then if that's all they were in your life for, then they're gone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Once Mm -hmm. she realized that, she's like, "I am great. I I I don't need to answer that phone call from that person who's not so great. Right. I'm Mm out. I'm done. That's the end of it. Right." In that moment, it's the end of it. Uh But, you know, we all have that voice in our head. I mean, Freud talked about it. We all have that negative voice in our head. So for me, I was a psych major till my senior year and and changed to communication. But Uh for me, we've spent decades, right? Decades talking about why that voice exists. How about it just does and tell it to shut the F up, right? It just, you just shut up. I do not need to hear from you. I don't know uh-huh. where you came from or why you exist. Uh-huh. But that is not true. You need to shut up. Yep. I have yep. I have, you know, C-suite CEOs, right? Or executives that will have that voice in their head. And one time I said, "So, um, how many of your employees would you let talk to you like that?" <laughs> oh, i I'm like, "Yeah, right? Like what is up? Like, you talk to yourself?" Right. Like that? "Well,
0: right. you know, like, we don't
1: want to talk to you that way." So exactly. not, that's what, the point of that is like here is this super successful C-suite gentleman, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's not just the betrayed woman. Like we uh-huh. all have that voice. We all have it. Yeah. We all have it. We're so concerned about like where it came from and why it's there. It's like just stop. It just is. Uh-huh. Let's just tell it to shut up. Uh-huh. I don't hear from you. You're wrong. Yeah. I'm great. I am me. I can't be anybody but me. This is yeah. just me. All my faults. Yeah. You know, every strength, every weakness. This is just me. I can't be anybody but me.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Because it's two things that you just made me think about. Um, one circling back around to my client, you know, I was telling her, I was like, um, how can you expect anybody else to love you the way that you deserve to be loved or that, that you desire to be loved when you don't even love yourself that way? You know, exactly. and it, then, again that can show up in, like you said, C-suite, you know, uh. Uh, what is it? Executives or whatever. Um, how can you really expect your employees or the people on your team to really respect you when you internally in your mind are not, you know, what I'm saying feeling like you you deserve this spot or feeling like you're worthy of this spot. So you have to exude that comfort, but that belief, now I'm not going to say exude, you have to know it for yourself before yeah. you can even expect that treatment from Anybody else, like it just you know, I'm saying, like, yeah, I think we have to
1: well, just accept ourselves, right? Like, there are things we don't know, there are things that are less of a strength, and there are things that are more of a strength. Mm -hmm. Work Mm -hmm. on the things that are less of a strength, have them become more of a strength, but be gentle and compassionate. Like, I always say Mm -hmm. in CL, be compassionate, remember we're all in process, and we're all always learning. There is no there. Right? We have it like, oh, now I'm a grown up and I know everything. No, really? Uh-huh. I mean, no, we're never done until we're not here anymore. Right? Yeah. Every, yeah. every moment, right, is a process and we're always learning. Uh-huh. And so every time uh-huh. you have one of those ahas, yep, like your client, I am worthy and I am not taking that phone call. That's a win. That's a step up. Right? That's a step up. That's a yeah. clean right there. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Like uh-huh. great things are coming into yeah. her life now because she's exactly she's demanding it.
0: She's demanding it. And I love what you said too, just about like, um, you know, quieting those voices or just being like, man, you know, but it's also like you said too, like, you're like embracing all of it. And one of the most powerful things that was, um, said to me, and I'll be honest, you know, I don't know how some people feel about this, but I have done ayahuasca before. And when I was coming out of ayahuasca, my, um, my uh shaman you know she quoted uh Rihanna's song um and it, you know the lyrics of um I'm friends with the monster I'm friend with the voices inside of my head get along with the monsters up under my bed and she was yep. telling me that basically what that means is that you know talking about for context of the song Rihanna has embraced all of her so many times we want to Try to suppress the voices in our head or try to suppress the things that are our weaknesses or the monsters, you know what I'm saying? And put those under the bed. But what makes you a powerful human being is to bring all of those together, acknowledge them and accept them because that is what's going to catapult you. I think that we're losing this sense of authenticity and everybody wants to, you know, evolve, but evolve behind a mask. But you're never going to truly elevate until you're able to bring all of your broken pieces with you and be like, hey, I was cheated on in my marriage. I chose not to, you know, accept that treatment anymore. So I got a divorce. And because of that, look what has happened to me. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Gotta love the queen, right? (laughs) (laughs) Gotta love the queen. Okay, Rihanna.
0: Yeah, um, because what
1: she's saying is that's all of me. Yeah. I got to accept it's all, that's of us. all of me. Mm-hmm. And stop pretending mm-hmm. it's not all of me. You can only mm-hmm. be you. Nobody else can be you. Yeah. Yeah. And you got what you got and you don't got what you don't got. And that's it.
0: You got what you got. You don't got what you don't got. And <laughs> I want to say, too, like, you know, we talk about getting out of character Um, Or how someone may make us get out of character and a lot of times we're so ashamed and embarrassed But like we've been talking about this whole episode Give yourself grace give yourself compassion You didn't know what you didn't know, but now you know how to move forward and navigate that and that's there's nothing to be ashamed about You know, this is a new territory for you But now you have information and wisdom on how to navigate these difficult situations and Just be okay with where you are because like you said, Didi, there's no there. We're all every day learning and evolving. So
1: I don't know. How do you want to close it out or what do you have When you know better, you do better, right? When you know better, you do better. And the only way you know better is by, you know, going through something, learning Mm -hmm. about yourself and then you know better. And the next time it happens, you'll do better. Yep. Yes. Yeah, we get really well, caught up into like making ourselves wrong, and like yeah. I'm bad and wrong, and I'm terrible. I can't believe I let this happen. I mean, I know all of that stuff, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, be compassionate. Stay in process. We're all always learning. That's all there is. Like, if you really get like, you could apply CPL everywhere, like to your job, to your relationships. It. There's no there. There's uh-huh. just here right now. Doing the best I can, doing me, being mm-hmm. me, being gracious, taking no shit, doing no harm, right? <laughs> I think that should
0: be our title. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I love it. It's a
1: good I'm one. It. Yes. Good one. I like it a lot. It.
0: Yes. Well, you guys, you have heard it. This has been an amazing episode. Um
1: Love no being harm. with you, girl. Love being Thank with you. everybody.
0: I know. It's so great. Um, uh, do you have anything that you want to share with the people before we get out of
1: here? Uh, I want to say love yourself. Be compassionate with yourself. If you're looking for communication consulting, find me on BTC on Instagram or find me on LinkedIn under DD Fisher. I work with all everyone. We're all communicating. Nothing's happening outside of communication. hmm
0: and I'll just say, you know, one of my favorite quotes too is like, self love is the best love. Um, so I have a lot, you guys. I don't know if you guys can see my merch is out there. So do not disturb me. I'm on my healing journey with um, several other shirts. So you can go to my website at www.lifeafterinfidelity.net and get you some merch shirts. Um, and then if you are going to be in the Dallas, Texas area, or you want to fly to the Dallas, Texas area, for um, a Galantine's event, Dance Through Love, that's going to be February the 10th of 2024. Um, you can also, I'll put a link to the details for the Galantine's event below the podcast episode. But definitely just um, come out. We're going to be learning how to love on ourselves and love on ourselves through the art of dance. And um, you know, if you have a loved one or if you're looking for coaching, um, I am opening up my coaching program again for 10 lucky people. So I'll put the details of that in the um, in the description as well. Six-week program, just helping you to um, turn your pain into power and take your voice back. So I am super excited. You can uh, continue to find us with more dope episodes on the Life After Infidelity podcast. And we will see you beautiful people in the next episode. Bye. Hey, beautiful. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to follow the show so you can stay connected with a community of women who can relate to what you're experiencing. And do me a favor. Take a screenshot that you were listening to the show and tag me on Instagram at life underscore after underscore infidelity underscore. I love to connect with you, hear your story of infidelity and show you some love over there. Until next time, I'm your host, Brianna Latrice. Reminding you that whether you choose to leave or stay after infidelity, both decisions will be hard and I'm here to help you navigate your heart. See you next time, beautiful.